بالربع لهلا بالربع Ladies and gentlemen, recorded from Japan, it's WTO with Tommy Ontario. Yes, it is me, Tommy Ontario, with WTO. The first edition of WTO. Thank you very much for joining me. Got lots to get to on this first edition, including a little bit about who I am, why I'm doing this, and a little bit about the WWE with its recent Night of Champions pay-per-view and upcoming Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. So sit back and enjoy. Let's get on with the show. So just a little bit about me, I guess, as to why I'm doing this and well, who I am. First of all, my name is Tommy Ontario. That may or may not be my real name. Born and raised in Canada, in Ottawa, and have been living in Japan for the past seven or eight years. I grew up in the 80s, and I'm well. I guess you can say I'm a a level above a casual wrestling fan. What that means is I don't catch anything live. Being in Japan, I don't really have. Well, it's very difficult to pick up broadcast live here without getting an expensive satellite dish or whatever, and pay-per-views don't even come live as far as I as far as I know. So it's uh, it's difficult, but I've been been able to use the power of the uh, the internet to keep up with all things happening with the WWE. Why I decided to do this? Well, for the longest time, maybe 20 years, I've been an aspiring radio broadcaster, radio announcer, and. Unfortunately, that didn't work out for me all that well. I've had experiences on the radio; they were short, but fun. I mean, they were educational. I was never as a job, and well, I decided to uh, to use my talents, if you will, and and put out this podcast for for you all. And obviously, the production level is going to be a little bit shoddy, especially at first. But if I continue to do this, which I plan on, I intend on, then uh, hopefully it'll get better as we as we go along. As I mentioned, I'm only somewhat above a casual wrestling fan. The reason I decided to do this wrestling podcast is because, well, I only really keep up to date with wrestling.、Uh, I, I do follow news, Japanese news, you know, Japanese baseball, sports, North American sports, but that probably is not going to be at all interesting to anybody. Wrestling is the only thing that I really keep up to date with on a, I would say, almost on a daily basis. I mean, I could talk about, I don't know, the Toronto Blue Jays. Politics in Japan. Nobody wants to hear about that. It's a bloody mess. God, it, it, it's ridiculous here. But anyway, we, we can get it, we can get into that if you really want to, but we won't today. Not that much.、I、want to talk about wrestling? And why do I want to talk wrestling now? Well, 2011 has been a fantastic year for me as a WWE fan. There have been a lot of things that have just made me say thank you, Vince. I mean, it, it started. I, I suppose it started back when、uh, in February, when they announced that The Rock would be the guest host of WrestleMania 27. That was exciting. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I mean, it, there was a lot of buzz. 
I guess in the best case scenario, people were thinking that it could be The Rock. And when it actually was, I was very happy. Oh, it was nice to see the crowd reaction, wherever that live Raw was. And he had a big role, obviously, in WrestleMania. Whether he had too much of a role, that remains to be seen. Then, of course, he's going to be main eventing the WrestleMania next year. WrestleMania 28 in Miami, which, of course, is his hometown. Which is great, because The Rock versus Cena is the match that people pretty much everywhere wanted to see in some form or another and they're going to get to see it at Wrestlemania in Miami so a lot of different variables there for what can happen and what's going to happen up until then and it can only be positive I don't think the WWE is going to screw this up but yeah that's one thing that's definitely got me excited again but just so you know I was I first started watching wrestling religiously I guess after Wrestlemania 4 so Randy Macho Man Savage was the first champion that I can remember. And I really loved the Warrior. Went to WrestleMania 6. Saw him kick Hogan's ass. Uh, kind of fizzled off basically until the Attitude Era. And really, really enjoyed The Rock. So it's exciting for me to see him come back. I don't care that he's a Hollywood star. I mean, that's... He's fulfilling his dream, and I think that's fantastic. And he's done a lot of good publicity for WWE. So, I mean, it, it, it seems kind of foolish to hate on him. John Cena, of course, is a guy that people love to hate. But as you know, dull and inane as his in-ring work might be, he seems to be a very, you know, a good guy. And he gets it. In terms of wrestling and the wrestling business, he gets it. He gets his character. And... I respect him for that, and I enjoy watching him. I enjoy watch, watching how he handles all the booing, how, how he handles all the heckling. He doesn't pout or sulk about it, and it's just it's interesting to watch him go along with this. And of course, being a well fan of the Attitude Era, uh, one of my favorite teams, tag teams, was Edge and Christian. Of course, being Canadian, those are Canadian boys. That's why when Christian won his first world title at Extreme Rules, I was extremely happy. That was definitely an emotional, almost an emotional moment for me. It was, I really enjoyed seeing that. I I wasn't sure they were going to let him win, but they did and he had his title, well, I won't say run, but he had his title winning moment with, uh, with Edge there. Of course, that's another big story, Edge's retirement unfortunate thing but that was a, that was a great storyline and that was a great match and a very very emotional moment and a good moment I'm very happy that happened then of course in June we had the uh, the CM Punk shoot Mike getting cut off interview you want to call it a shoot or, or a promo I guess not an interview that was exciting because it was it just created a lot of buzz and all good buzz and whether or not he was leaving and whether or not that was legit and that was just absolutely fantastic the lead up to his match in Money in the Bank the whole Money in the Bank atmosphere that was fantastic the only thing that's going to be come even close to matching that will be my uh, Wrestlemania in Miami next year so I look forward to that 
But CM Punk has definitely been a breath of fresh air. Uh, whether or not they're killing his character, they're, you know, whatever momentum they had, they're basically lost it. That That's a different story for a different day. But he's definitely the best thing going right now in WWE. And then recently, at this Night of Champions pay-per-view, we had Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Mizark. Sexual Chocolate. Become World Champion. This, to me, is absolutely fantastic. I mean, he has definitely paid his dues. He's worked hard. And his character now is definitely better than ever. And I'm just I'm just happy for the guy personally. I don't know him personally, but I'm happy that he was able to do accomplish what he's accomplished. And he deserves it. And I look forward to see what they do with, uh, with Mark Henry's run. I mean, he looks strong. Maybe unbeatable for the foreseeable future. I mean, this is fantastic. Well, he, of course, he won his title, beating Randy Orton at Night of Champions. And I'd like to conveniently segue that into just talking a little bit about the Night of Champions pay-per-view. Which, to me, is hilarious because it took place in all places in Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York, obviously synonymous for being the city of champions. you got to be kidding me. I bet you Scott Norwood was sitting in the front row with Brett Hall sitting in the back with his foot in the crease. Night of Champions in Buffalo. What a bunch of... Cl- you know what's even funnier about that? Is that the next night, Raw was in Cleveland. Are you kidding me? Two towns synonymous for... Well, losing. Get the Night of Champions and the Raw after Night of Champions. That has got to be on purpose. you got to love those clowns in WWE when they're planning the schedule. Oh, I know. Buffalo would be perfect for Night of Champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget Pittsburgh, Boston, New York... Buffalo, definitely. Anyway, so the matches in Night of Champions were, were all mostly title match. The only title match, or the only match that wasn't a title match, was the main event. Nice. Uh, the first match, of course, was the tag team title match, Air Boom, and uh, Awesome Truth. Now, before you get all, you know, nag about the names of the tag teams. There have been pretty lame tag team names going back to the 80s, okay? So let's let's not get on Air Boom and Awesome Truth. I mean, jeez, they had the killer bees for crying out loud. B. Brian Blair, Jumpin' Jim Brunzel, both bees, killer bees. That's lame, okay? Can-Am Connection with Rick Martell and Tom Zank. Can-Am Connection? Yeah. I don't know, I think... <laughs> I think you're getting on Air Boom and Awesome Truth a little bit too much. Anyway, so they had their tag team title match. It ended with, well, Miz and R-Truth pummeling the referee. they got to be going somewhere with this. I mean, it just looks stupid. Obviously, they were fired the next night on Raw or Future Endeavor or whatever. But you got to know that they're gonna they're going somewhere with this. That's probably leading to something at Survivor Series. And whether it involves Kevin Nash or not, who knows. But it's an interesting idea. I don't like firing angles, though. They're overdone, and they're lame. But, uh, yeah, it's nice to see that Air Boom is getting uh, a nice push as a tag team. I'm definitely, definitely in favor of WWE pushing tag teams. I was a big fan of Demolition in the day. Um, 
just being a tag team fan in the 80s was good because there were a lot of very interesting and good tag teams. And different tag teams. Each with different dynamics. Intercontinental title match. Crowd just didn't like it, which is unfortunate. Those guys were working hard. Uh, the World World Heavyweight Championship match. Talked a little bit of, before about Mark Henry. That was very well done. WWE title match. John Cena wins again. I don't really know where they're going with that, but oh well. One thing I don't like is having Cena winning the title so many times. It's boring. Yeah, I know he's the face of your company, but to have him win, having first of all having him have a title shot, I think is pretty weak. But the fact that he won and it has a title again—I mean, I don't know about that. Like I said, I wasn't a Hogan fan. I, I, well, maybe I didn't say that. I was not a Hogan fan in the 80s. And one reason why is because it was boring to watch him. Because he would always win. And Cena is kind of like that in a sense that it's pretty obvious he's not going to lose. So, in that sense he's boring. But I don't mind watching him. I just can't get into his character. Then of course the main event was the non-title match between Triple H and CM Punk. They uh, they right away went with the stipulation that if H loses, he's no longer COO. I don't think that's such a brilliant move. But WWE does that a lot, and that's <laughs> that's their prerogative. They, they have to have a purpose for it. And... I hope it, I hope it's leading to a good payoff down the road. About the match, the first half was actually quite interesting. I, I enjoyed it. Not to say that the second half wasn't interesting, but it was just a giant clusterfuck. Awesome truth coming in, Kevin Nash coming in. We got the sledgehammer shot and all this. <sighs> I think it was pretty obvious that Triple H was winning before the event even started. But I will say that. Those guys did do. Uh, they did, those guys did put on a, a pretty good performance. But I was disappointed that there was no Pepsi plunge. Now, obviously, I wasn't expecting it to happen. And if you don't know what a Pepsi plunge is, YouTube it. Pepsi plunge. It's a move that CM Punk does. If you see it, you'll know why you'll never see it in the WWE, especially with a match involving Triple H. So yeah, I guess that was uh, asking for too much. Fair enough, but. I don't think we've seen the end of that. Whether or not they'll have another one-on-one match remains to be seen, but they have, what, Hell in a Cell, which they've already announced that Punk is the main event for, uh, what, Vengeance, and then Survivor Series. So if they're going to have a one-on-one match, it's going to be Vengeance, and, well, we'll see what they do for that. Uh, Michael Cole was MIA for that main event because he lost his voice, or laryngitis, or something, and that was fantastic. Lawler and Booker T, Jerry Lawler, sorry, and Booker T were uh, were left to fend for themselves, and they, they they did okay. They weren't used to it, obviously, you can tell. But I enjoyed that more than Cole ragging on Booker T. Uh, yes, Cole, not Mr. Cole or Michael Cole, but Cole. Uh, then the next night, Raw in Cleveland, another city of champions, had Hugh Jackman as the guest host or guest star. It wasn't host, it was star. He was fantastic. I mean, he was into it. He was, like, he really 
you can see what happens in a promo when the guy knows how to act. It looked real. It, it just, it, it had a, it had a good emotion, a good vibe, and it, it, he made, he really worked the crowd well. He brought in Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder got the push of a lifetime. I mean, you're not going to get a bigger rob than from Hugh Jackman, who's probably one of the biggest movie stars in the world right now. That's absolutely fantastic for him. Uh, I do catch the occasional Zack Ryder thing, video, I guess, movie. I'm into his character. I think it's, I think it's funny. It's interesting watching the live crowds respond to him because he gets a lot of, well, I guess you could say attitude era guys that are chanting, we want Ryder. And the kids have no idea who this guy is. I think he's going to catch on. And he just needs a little bit more time and more opportunities. But they definitely should not give up on Zack Ryder. I'd be very, very happy if he, they continued to push him. Obviously, he's not going to be a world title contender, but he could definitely con- compete for a mid-card title somewhere down the road. So, well, and then SmackDown took place this week, and of course, as it does every week, and Mark Henry beat Christian for a, a shot to face Randy Orton, so I guess that was a title match, Christian got another title match, a lumberjack match, and of course he won and will face Randy Orton for the world heavyweight title at Hell in a Cell, in a Hell in a Cell match, based on the way the world title and WWE title have been flipping like crazy. I guess it's possible that Randy Orton will win at Hell in a Cell. I really hope they don't do that. Jeez. However, with Survivor Series coming up, you gotta think that the Kane, that the Kane, the Big Show and Kane will be coming back soon. But you gotta think with Survivor Series coming down the line in a couple months that, uh, the Big Show and Kane will be coming back. And, Basically saying hello again to Mark Henry. Whether or not he cost him the, they cost him the title remains to be seen, but hopefully not. I hope, uh, hope Mark Henry has a pretty decent run here as world heavyweight champion. I mean, he definitely is different. Put it that way. Uh, other Hell in a Cell news. It's a triple threat for the WWE title. John Cena, uh, Alberto Del Rio, and CM Punk. First time ever triple threat Hell in a Cell, okay. I'd be shocked if Cena lost that. I, I mean, I hope he does, but I'd be shocked. But you, you know what? They have to be thinking about that upcoming tour to Mexico. Because they have that uh, that interesting Sin Cara angle. And they have Alberto Del Rio contending for the title. So it'd be interesting to see what they do for that. I'd be very shocked if CM Punk won. Uh, that said, I don't care. I don't care who wins and who loses in wrestling, in professional wrestling. Because the outcomes are predetermined, folks. Therefore, it doesn't matter who wins and who loses. God. It, it's so amazing to me to, to read online posts and to hear, you know, callers to other wrestling shows complaining about, oh, this guy lost, it's going to ruin his character, and da-da-da. Bullshit. WWE can rewrite anything they want. Anything. So they, they can undo anything. So please, people, just watch the matches, be entertained, but don't care who wins and who loses. 
of course, in a couple of months, in uh, in November, from Madison Square Garden, the currently renovating Madison Square Garden, we will have the Survivor Series, which I think is in its, what, 25th year? Maybe? No, I enjoy the Survivor Series. I enjoyed it uh, when it first when it first came out. The first one, Hogan didn't win. Loved it. Uh, the second the second Survivor Series though was probably my favorite. Well, when they had uh, the Mega Powers as a team, of course that wasn't my favorite match. My favorite match was the tag team match. That's when Demolition turned. Uh, when Fu- Mount uh, Mount Fuji, when Mr. Fuji attacked Axe with the cane. That is by far my favorite Survivor Series. Just from top to bottom, I can rewatch that anytime. That tag team Survivor Series match was like 40 minutes, and the Conquistadors were the final team eliminated. Can you believe that? The Conquistadors. So we have that coming up, and as good as the concept as the Survivor Series was, it's definitely lost considerable amount of its luster. I'll talk about, probably about the Survivor Series more in, a, in an upcoming edition. But I will say that they did have a promo on the internet with John Cena and The Rock announcing that they would be teaming up together. Huh? Huh. Well, that's all well and good that they would announce that, but they haven't incorporated that into the story yet, I don't think. That's ridiculous. They're going to announce it that way? I mean, I suppose if you wanted to sell tickets, that might be a, a way to go. But that event sold out in, like, what? five Less than 30 minutes, right? I can't remember what it was. They announced it. But that event sold out quickly. Just because The Rock was going to be there. Maybe, maybe not. But it's still two pay-per-views before. Or two pay-per-views after where they are now. I have no idea what the strategy is for that. If you're telling me The Rock's going to be at Survivor Series and hyping that up, why am I motivated to buy the next two? Obviously, I'm not going to buy the next two because they're taped. Can't get them live anyway. It's ridiculous. But I'm not really sure where they're going with that. That seems to be a little bit strange to me. That's what's going on right now in the WWE, in the land of WWE. Lots of things happening. Just to let you know, I don't watch TNA. I've given it a chance three times. One was Bound for Glory, oh, maybe last year. I think it was, uh, ah, who was it? I think it was Sting and, no, Kurt Angle and AJ Styles. I don't even know if that's Bound for Glory. But they were in a main event. Well, that might have been the live TV show. I guess the first one was The Sting. We did that farewell speech. And then didn't go away. Then the the next TNA I watched. Can I say TNA or Impact Wrestling? Whatever it is. Uh, the live show. The first live show when Hogan came on and I guess he got rid of the uh, six-sided ring. And they, uh, they, went, they went head-to-head with Raw. I caught that one. I think AJ Styles hit Kurt Angle with like four of his finishing moves. It, it I don't understand it. I I don't understand what's 
good about that show. Y- yeah, you can tell me that they have a lot of talented guys. I'm sure they do, but they're not using them properly at all. It's like a baseball team getting Jose Bautista and getting him to play uh, play catcher. And batting ninth and bunting. This is ridiculous. With that said, I was never a WCW fan either. I was a WWE fan or a WWF guy. I wasn't into the other promotions. Ring of Honor, though, does look interesting, and I am definitely intrigued by what they're going, what they're doing, and what they're going to do with their with their new television deal. I'll definitely be checking that out. Uh, unfortunately, I don't get a lot of opportunities to watch the the Japanese stuff because. Uh, it's occasionally on free TV, but it's on at ridiculous hours. Like 3 a.m., 2, 3 a.m. I don't get a lot, I don't get a lot of opportunities to see that here. I'll def, I'll check a magazine every once in a while and see pictures of guys like MVP or whatever. But uh, in case you're wondering, I don't really get a chance to watch that much of that here. So I'm mostly WWE. And definitely this is a good time to be a WWE fan. I'm definitely looking forward to the next, uh... Well, not so much the next two pay-per-views, but definitely Survivor Series I'm looking forward to. And what they're going to do with the Royal Rumble. Like, something's got to give here, right? They want Cena, or Cena wants Cena The Rock to be for the title. Daniel Bryan wants to cash in his money in the bank at WrestleMania. Doesn't that leave the Royal Rumble winner with nothing? Unless he gets his shot, title shot at Elimination Chamber. That sucks. Okay, so that's a little bit about uh, Night of Champions and the upcoming Hell in a Cell. I'll probably do another podcast after Hell in a Cell and before the Vengeance pay-per-view. It's probably what I'll do. Uh, this will definitely not be weekly. So I just don't have a, that much to talk about or have the time. Because I do work. But I'd like to. I'd like to get on after a pay-per-view and talk about what they could do for the next pay-per-view well not talk about what they could do I don't like doing that I don't like playing fantasy booker I think that's just so lame I think they should put this guy and this guy and they should have this guy go over and I I don't want to use two technical terms just make me sound like a douchebag just to let everyone know that everybody not everybody but people who are not affiliated with wrestling using those terms just sound ridiculous. Watching or reading forums and wrestling websites. Oh, he's booked so poorly. His job is and oh my god. Nice. He, he, writing stuff like that definitely makes you seem like a genius. Unquestionably. Anyway, uh, so yeah, as I mentioned before, I'm living in Japan, and I figured I'd do some sort of Japanese touch into this, where I throw some sort of Japanese part into this podcast so my first edition of this will introduce to you maybe it's an introduction maybe you already know them I don't know uh, it's a pop group called AKB48 the reason there's 48 yes there are 48 girls okay now that's bullshit, actually. I don't know how it works, but it's not 48 at one time. I I think it's a rotation they do. I don't. Well, you know what? I don't even know because, frankly, I don't really care. But they're on my TV way too much, 
They're on too many billboards. They're on too many commercials. Just they're everywhere. And they're just a pop group of girls who are not overly attractive and who are not overly talented. I guess you could say they're regular girls. I suppose. Because they're I think regular girls would go to school and not do whatever it is that AKB48 does. But they are super, super popular. Now, you, you, of course you could imagine that they could be popular with kids up to maybe even high school. And they are. But they're a popular with adults. Well, just seeing some, st- seeing some of their fans on TV is just astounding. Seeing couples go with their kids, where the fan is the father, say, "Oh, I like this girl." Is it what? Like, dude, are you serious? I mean, if their music was good, I could probably forgive it. But of course, their music isn't good because it's pop. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. But their music, I'll play a tune for you at the end of the show. But, yeah, I'm not so sure that their music is all that good, and I'm not sure that they deserve all the publicity that they're getting, but I'll give you an example of how ridiculous this is. I'll give you two examples. The first is they have this uh, sort of magazine poll, or I don't want to say survey, but it's like a vote to see which uh, which AKB48 member is is the most popular. Well, they do this, they've done this, I think, three or four years, and they have their big announcement show, on live television. Like, who the fuck cares, right? But, you yeah, know, they have it on live television. And this results show occurs or takes place in in the uh, Nippon Budokan. Which, for those of you who don't know, is a very famous venue in Tokyo, which a lot of WWE events happen to take place in. And they use that with a live crowd, completely apeshit whenever those girls talk or appear, and that's on live television. If that wasn't bad enough, idiot fans, I don't want to call them idiots, but they are idiots, but I don't want to call them that. These very devoted and energetic fans not only watch this live, but pay money to watch it in a movie theater, live. Kind of like, you know, the the big screen, or whatever they do with the WWE pay-per-views, to watch the results show for a girl group. The, the, the results of the poll mean nothing. Just who's number one, who's number two, and who's gone up, and who's gone down. Who the fuck cares, right? But I guess a lot of people care. Which is shocking. Maybe I'm abnormal. Maybe that's too easy. That's one thing that completely baffles me about this country. But that the fact that that would be broadcast live on TV, and that people would watch it, and that people would pay money to watch it, at a movie theater live and really get emotional with this is ridiculous the next ridiculous thing is that they have um, well they have their 25th or whatever 20 something single coming up and when they do a promotional video or music video or publicity for the event they they choose the center the girl who will be in the center by rock paper scissors you know rock paper scissors yeah they have a tournament and whoever wins the tournament is the center. What a world we would live in if things, important things, were determined by rock, paper, scissors. 
You know what? Al Gore might have been president. I mean, jeez. Again, that happens at Nippon Budokan. Again, that is on live TV. And again, people go apeshit to watch this. The winner got a big trophy with a fist, an open hand, and a, you know, well, Toki, the scissors. And she was crying. Please. Luckily, I didn't watch this, but I had to sit through the news, sit, sit through while I was on the news. I'm like, oh my god, first of all, this is news? Huh. However, they really are popular. Well, on that note, what's also popular is Korean K-pop, I guess. There are way too many Korean pop bands in Japan right now. It's ridiculous. Holy shit. I guess people like it, or they're forcing us to like it. I, the way entertainment works in Japan is still a mystery to me. I don't know. It's it's definitely not people... It's not supply and demand. Definitely not supply and demand. They give us the supply and they make us demand it. That's basically how it works. Not only for entertainment, to be honest with you. But anyway, that's... It's so many groups. I, I mean, I don't even know the names of all of them. There's one that does a butt dance, which... It's kind of catchy, but... Uh, I guess I could talk about that in another in another podcast, but... Uh, the, oh, oh, don't get a lot of good music here. That's for sure. Or good entertainment. But, yeah. I will play a... Sh- well, I will play the whole, whole song for you. It's called... Uh, I'll do that at the end of the show, which is basically going to be now. I'll play... Their biggest hit, AKB48's biggest hit so far, it's called Beginner. Uh, it's won a slew of awards. It's their first million single seller, I think. Uh, it's... Of all their garbage songs, this is probably the least garbage of them. So I guess that's my way of saying it's their best song. Uh, I haven't heard all their songs. I've heard maybe three. The other two are garbage, so this one wins by default. Uh, I'll play that for you at the, well, coming up. And that's going to do it, I think, for the first edition of WTO. Thank you very much for listening, especially to the end. Uh, if you have any, any feedback, I'd appreciate it through the, uh, through the website that you got this podcast from. Uh, if there are ones of listeners, I will try to reach out to you using methods such as Facebook uh, this is the first time I don't know if anybody's actually going to listen to it I hope you do and I'll try to do better for you next time if you have any uh, you know, complaints or comments or constructive criticism I, I can take it look forward to that and I look forward to talking to you again in a couple weeks after the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view so with that without any further ado I give you AKB48 beginner this has been the WTO with Tommy Ontario and I will catch you next time take care in your position set Let's